This is On Tap with Bill Clark. What is On Tap? I've had some of the best conversations over a pint of ale, a glass of Pilsner, or a bottle of brew. Conversations over a beer will include sports, family, work, hobbies, and the weather. But we won't stop there. We'll dive into what inspires us and what drives us as humans. I will invite some of my friends, coworkers, mentors, and community leaders to share some of their wisdom, advice, and of course, some of their favorite beverages. We pray our conversation blesses you and helps you find joy in this journey of life. Cheers. Welcome to On Tap with your host, Bill Clark. This is Bill Clark. Welcome back to On Tap. Uh, today, I am interviewing your first Amy. I have Amy Kilkenny. You're the yes. first female. Awesome. That I, I wondered if had, I was. Yes, that I have had on the podcast. So, um, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit, and then we'll talk about what we're drinking tonight. Sounds good. Well, I yeah, I had that thought of um, I've listened to several of your podcasts, and I kept wondering if I was if I missed one or if I was the first. So I feel honored to be your first one, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, Amy Kilkenny. I um, I'm a Iowa native. So um, I have been, uh, I, I was thinking about that, like, where have I lived in Iowa? You know, I feel like a little bit of sheltered life. I'm from Pocahontas, graduated in 1987. Woohoo, 1987. Yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I went to Iowa State for a couple years. And, uh, and then I'd, in the summers, I would go work in Okaboji. My grandparents always had a place in Okaboji and very lucky to have that to go to all the time. And so I took a gap year before it was a thing is what I like to say now, but um, I decided to stay up in Okaboji and work at Village East Resort and work in the accounting department. And so I did that for a year and then I went to Buena Vista from there and, um, and graduated from BV in 1992. So I'm a beaver. Um, and then I moved to West Des Moines. So really, you know, um, haven't been, haven't lived a lot of different places, but um, uh, in Iowa. So what else? My um, married to my husband, Dan, this year will be 25 years, which is Us really too. hard. To, yeah. That's just crazy to yeah. me to think about 25 years, but um, a lot of great things have happened in 25 years. So excited to celebrate that, um, that milestone this year. We have two daughters. Um, Carly's a senior at the university of Iowa. She's going to be graduating in May in psychology. So if anybody knows of any jobs, well, you know, let us know. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, Katie is uh, a senior at Valley and she's going to Iowa State. So we always said we have one, you know, supporting both the big <laughs> universities in Iowa, one Hawkeye and one Cyclone, keeping everybody in the family happy. Um, Can you so actually, that's exciting. Do you actually make the checks out to the University of Iowa? I, I had a friend that was a huge Iowa fan and his yeah. son went to Iowa State. And he said he couldn't actually write Iowa State on. I've checks. heard that a lot. I mean, yeah. I do it electronically, but yes, <laughs> I've paid thousands of dollars to the University of Iowa. So, yeah. Yeah. no, it's it's been an awesome place for her. She loves it. So, you know, whatever whatever works for them. Yep, exactly. That's why I told Mando. So, my oldest daughter is a BB Beaver. 
Yeah. I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, so there's another connection, but I told her when she was picking a school, it's like, pick a place that, I mean, I don't want to get a phone call from me in about two or three weeks and say, I don't want to hear, I don't like it here. I want to drop out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so we go where it feels like home is what we said. And, you know, we've raised our kids going to Iowa state games, which I was going to talk about avid cyclone fan is another thing about me. Um, so when Carly wanted to go to Iowa, but she was going to go into something in medicine. So it made sense, um, at the time. Uh, but when we took Katie to the visit, you know, she said, it feels like home. And we were both like, well, yay. You know, we feel like it feels like home too, but I mean, that's your choice. And I, I tried with both our kids, um, especially Katie to try to get her to go check out Buena Vista. I'm like, your mom went there, you know, but she didn't want to do it. So you're missing out. It's a great school. No, but, it, it, Amanda loved it. And as soon as we got there, she's like, yeah, this is where I want to go to school. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Awesome. So I just said, you realize I pay the same amount, whether you go to DMAC, whether you go to Iowa state or you and I, or whether you go to BB to check yep. them out, it's going to be the same. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yep. So what else? Let's see. So I've, um, I worked 28 years in corporate America. Um, I'll say Wells Fargo. Usually I don't like to, but Wells Fargo has been great to me. Um, I was though displaced last October, uh, the end of October, the day before my birthday. Um, uh, but I'll talk later about how kind of I feel like it happened for a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, and this, this whole thing is kind of part of the journey, right. Coming on with you. So, um, so I do that. I, um, sell Rodanus field skincare. I've been doing that for about eight and a half years and that's been, a great side gig for us, um, financially. And then just, you know, meeting all sorts of people from across, uh, the country and actually Australia, Canada, it's been awesome. Um, so that's been fun. And then, uh, I would say I love to travel. I love to, um, visit new places. And my husband has really made me appreciate the landscape of the place. Um, because again, my grandparents had a place in Okaboji, so we didn't, that's what we did, right? For oh, vacations, yeah. we didn't travel around. And um, and so we really tried to do that with our kids. And I mean, I was in awe probably more than they were, you know, just checking out the different, mm-hmm. you know, Colorado, Montana, um, you know, kind of doing the whole trek. Uh, but there's so many places I still haven't been um, that I can't wait to go to. So we, uh, we do that. Um, I'm an avid volunteer, or at least I was before COVID. Um, you know, when COVID hit, my mother-in-law called me and she said, I bet you're really struggling because <laughs> you're a helper. You want to yep. help people and you, you can't right now. And I'm like, yes, I'm going crazy. Yep. Um, you know, cause I keep saying, teach me how to give shots. I'll give a shot. Um, you know, teach me how to mm-hmm. give tests. I'll go swab somebody's nose. I don't know, whatever, you know, it's like, how can I help be helpful? Um, but I, um, which is how I met you, right? Was yep. uh, through volunteering through Project Fifty Two, and uh, that's been awesome and a blessing over the years. But um, and then I would just say the other thing uh, about me is um, try to be an advocate for people with disabilities because my friend Tracy was uh, mm-hmm. injured uh, in a car accident. It'll be thirty-five years ago this year, a week before our senior year of high school, and that has definitely impacted my life. Um, in a lot of very positive ways, right? I try to look for the positive of what came out of that and our friendship and all of that. So, so I didn't know she was a high school 
class. So she's a high school classmate. Yeah, so. we've known each other since kindergarten. See, I didn't. And, know. I thought maybe you met her at Iowa State because she was an Iowa yeah. State fan. I didn't put that together. So yeah, no, we've known each other for for years. I could I could tell you a story on another podcast, like about her and Kurt <laughs> meeting each other and all that, oh, right? Because yeah. you met both of them. Yep, and, that'd be cool. And uh, it's an amazing story, actually. But you yeah, can do you can do that on your podcast. When there you, you go. There you go. I'll share that on the next one. You're right. All right. So that's so, a little so, bit about me. So thanks for sharing. We do have yeah. a lot in common. Um, you know, I grew up in pretty much two towns, Boone, which is kind of about the same size as Pocahontas, and, yeah. I moved to, and then I migrated to Des Moines. So part of the part of the um, background of On Tap is, um, you know, it's just conversations you have over a drink, yeah. um, and, and just kind of getting those thoughts down. And maybe other people would hear them and inspire them, and it's kind of gone full circle because you're going to talk about you listened to one of the podcasts that I did earlier on Yeah. But before we get to that, what are you drinking? You said you had something to share. I do. And I, you know, I was feeling bad because I know you like to do it over a beer and uh, I gave up drinking beer many, many years ago. So I know the viewers, the listeners can't see, but so I'm drinking a um, captain and, and Coke zero captain Morgan, <laughs> but I put it in, our Kilkenny Irish cream ale glass. So oh, have I, you ever had a Kilkenny beer? I didn't know there was such a thing. Oh, Bill, I'm going to have to get you one or where, six or however it, many. Where's it? Where's it like brewed or whatever? Ireland, Kilkenny, Ireland. I don't know if they, if there's somewhere here that they do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's a Kilkenny beer. We went to Ireland in gosh, what? 2007. And um, went to Kilkenny and drank the beer. Um, I would say, you know, we went with 29 uh, Kilkenny family and friends. And the majority of them were still all about the Guinness versus the Kilkenny beer. Um, But I guess I was drinking beer back then because um, I tried the Guinness. did not like it. Um, I'll never forget this. And so then my father-in-law is like, we went golfing and we're inside at the clubhouse. And they're like, what? what would you, I'm like, I can't drink a beer. And I saw they had Red Bull. So I was like Red Bull and vodka. I was like, oh my God, I do not like Red Bull. I could not drink that. <laughs> What's the first time I had a Shandy? I mean, oh. back then they were not making all the right. Shandy beers like they are today. And mm-hmm. so it was a, well, they call it Smittix, but it's it's spelled Smithwicks. Yeah. Smithix beer. And then it was like a carbonated lemonade. Mm-hmm. It was so good. That's what I drank the rest of the trip. The Smittix <laughs> Shandies. I'm like, oh my God, so yummy, you know? Yeah. Um, but how about you? What are you drinking? I, I, I thought you were going to pull out a glass of wine or like. Oh, a, I'm not like, a wine drinker. <laughs> or like a, one of these seltzer. What's it? Yeah. What's these new things they um Oh, the, um, geez. Yeah, I know what you're saying. White Claw or the yeah, White Trulies Claw. or yeah, all those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I'll say that I'm, I am actually kind of stupid about it because I don't like just rum. I like Captain Morgan and that's it. So if they, if any, we go anywhere and they try to give me something else, it's like, that's not Captain Morgan. And I send it back. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, uh, I had a business trip out in New York back in 2000 and we drank a lot of Captain Morgan. Did you? <laughs> yeah. We yeah. had to go out, we had to go out to New York and be trained by a company we bought their company and they were all losing their jobs so they had to train us how to do their jobs if you can imagine how that went yeah that months. would be stressful yeah oh yeah so <laughs> yeah. i uh i have uh, uh it's exile oh exile yep um but this is from their 
uh, barrel series and it's called Jesus on a forklift. Interesting. Yeah. Have you had it before? I have not. First. Okay. Um, it's $20 for a four pack. Um, and it's called Jesus on a forklift because apparently the guy that works in the warehouse at exile, his name is Jesus. Oh, nice. Yeah. So this is aged in bourbon barrels for 10 months and conditioned for two months prior to packaging decadent aroma and character of chocolate espresso and molasses. Oh, wow. So this is a barrel aged Imperial stout and it's very fancy 12% alcohol. So if you drink a couple of these, you'll be <laughs> stupid. You'll be slurring by the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, it's really good. Nice. Yeah. You could get used to that, huh? Well, you, I, one you put in the rotation. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a special occasion. Yeah. Nice. So I want to get uh, into um, the phone call. You texted me a few weeks ago. Yeah. It said you'd listen to one of our podcasts. Um, it was when I had Dustin on, which is a mutual friend through Project 52. Yeah. You said you couldn't sleep and uh, we're going through your Facebook and the podcast came up and you listened to it. And so why don't you kind of talk about, you know, what, you know the kind of the background and yeah. from that podcast, uh, why you're on tonight sharing sharing your story sure so um so I kind of I want to back up just to kind of reiterate I was displaced from my job the end of October mm-hmm. right and I couldn't work um part of the agreement was I had a non-working notice for two months and so I thought this is awesome I'm gonna spend time on me I'm gonna do personal development I'm gonna you know do challenges read listen to podcasts <laughs> whatever all the things are And um, so I was doing that a couple um, weeks into my um, time off, I'll call it. uh, I um, started taking part in a small group through Hope Lutheran Church uh, on the book, Everybody Always by Bob Goff. Amazing. I would say it changed my life reading that book. Um, I was doing a a couple different challenges. One of my friends who's a coach um, had a challenge called Lights, Camera, Confidence, and it was really on, you know, going live and sharing your business. Um, it's really for coaches, but it was a great exercise for me, even just in confidence and um, sharing my story and kind of where I started thinking about this whole podcast thing. The other, um, another, she introduced me to another coach who uh, did a challenge on discover your passion. And um, as part of that, uh, the exercise was you kind of were thinking about, you know, what do you like to do and, you know, um, what means the most to you. And some of the big things to me are, um, I started writing down like this feeling of community, like, um, so I'll tell a quick story. When we went to the San Antonio, uh, bowl game, Iowa state mm-hmm. bowl game, we stopped in Waco and we went to Magnolia table. Um, Chip and Joanna Gaines's restaurant. Mm-hmm. And my husband said, I acted like I was at Disney World. He's <laughs> like, I've never seen you. I've never seen you so happy. Um, from the moment we pulled in the parking lot, I was talking to the driver, the attendant that's in the parking lot. It was a elderly man and he was like the sweetest. And we go up and then, you know, they ask you if you want a community table or a private table. And I said, we'll take either. And I walked away and I said, I would love a community table. I told my family and they're like, oh my God, mom, you know, and I'm like, I, that's what I want. I want to, you know, Mm -hmm. you think about when you grow up going to church and you go in and you have coffee and Mm -hmm. it was that feeling of community. And I just love 
hearing people's stories and meeting new people and all of that. Well, we got a private table, but it was still amazing. <laughs> um, but I keep thinking about kind of the, the premise of, you know, I've never known a restaurant that does that. Um, and I just, I thought it was so cool. And I thought, well, in COVID, how do I, how do I do that? How do I share people's stories when I can't go meet with them? Mm-hmm. And so this, I'm like, well, huh, maybe I could do a podcast. I don't even know the first thing about doing a podcast, but maybe that's an idea. So anyway, that same week, um, I could not sleep and probably cause I had all this stuff going on. Um, mm-hmm. and I woke up at four in the morning, tossing, turning, and I'm like, Oh, forget it. So I get out my phone and I'm scrolling on Facebook and up pops the podcast of you interviewing Dustin. And so this was in November, right. And you mm-hmm. did that interview. I went and looked today it was June 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least that's when you po- that's when it was out there. And so why it was showing up then, I don't know. But I put my headphones in at four o'clock in the morning and I listened to it. And um, I just kept thinking, like, I was meant to hear this today or, mm-hmm. you know, this week or at this time in my life. Um, uh, for people that don't know, I mean, I've volunteered with Project 52. Um, uh, I knew Trey, I know Trey's uncle right? Brent. Um, and I also knew of Dustin through the biking, the rag bride biker. Right. Um, but it was more for me about, uh, tragedy and grief. I would say that I went through as a teenager that I was drawn to what the charity was going to do because of all of these people that were impacted by Trey's death. And, I'll just throw in, I don't think it's an accident that we are doing this and his birthday is tomorrow. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it dawned right. on me yesterday. I'm like, yeah. uh, Trey's birthday is tomorrow. So I'm going to be the first to say happy birthday in heaven, Trey. Yeah. Um, I never met him, uh, me but neither. he, you know, he impacts my life a lot. I mean, it's crazy. The whole 52 thing is crazy, but, um, so I listened to, um, I listened to the podcast and you guys were talking about, um, planting a tree for someone and how Dustin had taken some time off and, you know, how he just gave, I don't know if it was the mom or gave one of the loved ones a hug and how he knew he was in the right place. And even if it's to me, even if it's just a hug, right. That, um, that means so much. And it just, it got me thinking because um, when I did the whole everybody always uh, small group, we we got in this discussion one night basically about me. I mean, I'm having a moment um, where I was like, I feel like I need to, I'm being called to go do like grief and tragedy support mm-hmm. somehow, some way. Um, and I just, I felt like the podcast was kind of another nudge to mm-hmm. say, maybe it's something with project 52, um, that I, I need to, you know, be involved. Maybe it's something different, um, something new that we can do to help support people that have gone through something. Yeah. Grief is, grief is, is, um, there's no magic answer. And we've planted 300 trees, 315 to be exact. And every single one of them is different. Yeah. Um, we were meant to be at every one of those and just mm-hmm. to let people know that, um, you know, we don't know how they're feeling, but we understand how but they're you feeling. understand. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. it's going to be here for you. 
and you know and i tell people i think the biggest well after someone was like you're coming to plant a tree and you don't expect anything from us but you know we're not just going to plant a tree today we're going to on their birthday and the day they right. pass, we're, gonna we're not going to forget them, right? Facebook we're going to remember them. Happy birthday. Mm -hmm. Like tomorrow's Trey's picture will be up on Facebook. Happy birthday, right. you know, remember his birthday. So, yeah. So I just, uh, yeah, I just feel like it's, um, it was, I mean, Dustin, I, I even wrote down, I don't know if I still have that um, somewhere. I wrote down some of the things that, um, you know, make a difference where you are. I mean, I wrote down some of the things that, you know, he's saying I was meant to be there. I feel like that. Um, a lot. And I think, you know, not that I want to talk about grief and tragedy on the pod, I mean, the whole podcast, but I do think that that is part of, um, it kind of ties to why I want people's stories to be told, right? Yeah. I want the stories to be told before it's too late. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I think that's the, that's the tie to it. And, you know, unfortunately, we had um, a very good friend of ours, father pass away yesterday and our kids, um, you know, now they're kind of experiencing what mm -hmm. it's like when somebody close to you passes. And, you know, I've had to talk to them again about, you know, for me, um, there's a very distinct moment back. Um, I think I was, again, I lost a lot of people in high school, car accidents, all sorts of cancer that my friend was paralyzed. I mean, a lot of things, you know, that you shouldn't have to go through. Yeah. Um, as a teenager, but I've talked to a, a school counselor once that's a friend of ours. And she's like, I would love to talk to you. Like, I feel like you can share so much about like how you came out of that and your resilience and, you know, because kids are, um, really exposed to a lot. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you know, how can, how can we help them come out of that? And I, I think again with Trey, um, you know, I, I distinctly remember going to the, the, the wake and I wanted to go up to every one of those kids and hug them. Right. And they don't have a clue who I am, but I felt right. like, oh my God, it's going to be okay. You know, this is horrible. Everything about it is horrible and sad, but you know, let's, and just think of all the positive things that have come out of it. Right. Yeah. Um, that those kids have went off to do and through project 52 and whatever else they're doing. I mean, um, there's a lot of positives that, you know, yeah, come and, out of. And, and the big thing we have to remember, like Dustin is like, we're not perfect. Trey wasn't perfect. He was a pretty, mm -hmm. pretty average, normal kid, you know? Yeah. And we're, we're pretty average, normal people. Um, right. But, yep. you know, we're not trying to make this bigger, better, but I mean, something you just said really struck me because a lot of these people, when you go to plant a tree, especially if they lost a child mm -hmm. or somebody that died before, you know, they just don't want, their loved one to be forgotten. That's their biggest right. thing. No, that's the biggest thing. I that, agree. That that is the biggest thing. Um, and 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 the second is the grief. Mm -hmm. You know, because we've seen people. You know, we don't just plant a tree right after somebody passes. Sometimes it's years later, and they're still. You can tell they're still trying to come to terms with their grief and how to, how to process it and how to walk through it. And so, yeah. I, I definitely think you're you're on to something. Yeah. That, that, well, and that, I, I think even like, yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, whether it's, it's not even, yeah, specific to kids, but it just is the grief kind of journey. And like I said, I think I started to say, but it goes all the way back to, I think I was maybe a freshman in college and was home uh, for the weekend. And my dad woke me up bright and early and he said, um, 
I need to tell you that your friend Mark was killed in a car accident last night. And I'm, you know, I probably got out, got home at two in the morning because I was wild and crazy back then. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, and he goes, you need to get dressed and you need to go over to his house. And I said, I'm, I can't do that. And he's like, no, it would be good. You're, you know, you're a classmate, you were close to him, you're home. They mm -hmm. it would mean the world to them. And it mm -hmm. was the hardest thing probably I've ever done. Right. Um, well, I don't know, but at the time it for sure was. And I, all these things that have happened now in the last three years, I believe that was the starting point for me to be able to do hard things. Um, and now, you know, being uh, with going through Kurt's journey with Tracy and then being with my grandma at the end of her life. And, you know, I just keep thinking, okay, God's trying to tell me something, right? Because people on earth are telling me you're good at it. You know, you should really go do this. And, and so I just, but uh, you know, I just keep thinking, Oh God, like, am I, can I do that? You know, am I good enough to do that? Um, you know, you question, I question my, my faith, like, am I strong enough? Do I know enough, you know, to be with somebody at the end of their, I mean, I have been, right. you know, um, several times, honestly, but uh, you just question yourself. And so that's where I'm really, I would just say, I'm really trying to work on myself and kind of do some of these um, small group things, you know, to get, I'm looking for validation. It's crazy, but. It's, well, I don't know if this is validation, but um, um, you, it's kind of like wanting to be a Christian, right? It's like some people say, well, I can't go to church because I'm not good enough or I've done this, you know, um, mm -hmm. kind of analogy. I, I talk about like when I started, I officiate high school football and basketball. When I did my first game, a football game, I was doing a junior high game. I didn't have my pants on the right way. I, was, I had to hold my pants <laughs> because they were falling down. Right. But as you um, practice, you know, yeah. what you firmly, you know, I had a passion to do that. So I kept practicing and, and, and studying and learning and um, I'll never be perfect at it. I mean, if I was, I'd be on NFL or college, yeah. or, but yeah. um, you, you keep perfecting that and you keep, you know, and you, I just, I think I've learned over the years, especially like with being in, you know, uh, in ministry and with project 52, um, I remember going on planting trees the first couple with Dustin and I, I said, what, 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 what do you say? Right. Cause Dustin had mm -hmm. hundreds of people come up to him after he's like, just tell them you're sorry for their loss. Right. And don't say anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you don't need to talk. Right. No, you, just you being there is right. what it's about. Right. And, yeah. and listening. Showing up. And, and a lot of people come like right away, like, like in the first couple weeks, the month, you know, like six weeks, there's all this like people reaching out and then it just kind of falls off the ledge. And it's like all those people, I mean, they're still thinking about them, but it's, you know, they're back to their normal life and they've kind of forgotten about it. And, you know, I mean, honestly, there's some things that I want to keep checking people, checking back on people. And I just put a reminder in my note, you know, in my right. calendar to pop mm -hmm. up. And I was like, Hey, I need to text this person. I need to call this person. Um, so yeah, but I, you're right. I mean, it's definitely like anything, right? Practice um, definitely helps. And I don't know what uh, someone told me, um, uh, you know, in talking through it, it's like, you know, God will give you what you need um, in the moment. 
And um, so I just, you know, I keep thinking I have compassion, I have empathy, I have all those kind of base things um, that is what is needed at the, you know, at whether I'm with someone, because I've, I've considered being a, there's a position at hospice called an 11th hour volunteer. Mm. And another story for another day, but I have a crazy story. I'll tell it on my podcast, as you mm-hmm. said. <laughs> um, uh, but it is something I'm considering to even see if I'm any good at it, right? Um, because the thought of somebody dying alone makes me very sad. Um, and yeah. so, you know, there are people that don't maybe have loved ones or have ones that can get to them. Right. And so, well, you, you kind of sound a little bit like me. So like when I was considered being a pastor, like, you know, yeah. God put this idea in my head, you should be a pastor. And so then you tell your wife and you can have some discussions. Well, I hired a, per, a coach, okay, a personal coach. And he's like, well, why are you hiring me? I said, to tell me not to be a pastor, <laughs> you know? So it's that validation. It's like, can you do, yeah. I mean, can, can you do it? Yeah. I mean, you can do anything if you have a passion to do it. And if you have a heart to do it, um, you know, it's like, there's all kinds of different pastors out there and I'm never yeah. going to be that pastor. I mean, there's pastors right. that are great messages, but I'm going to be who I am, right. you know, you know, and I have, I have a, I, I have a calling to do this and, um, you know, Project 52 has been very near and dear to me. You know, it's very organic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love going out and meeting the people. Um, yep. And it would be very hard for me to give it up, you know, mm-hmm. just to say, you know, it's time for you to move on. And I'd be like, are you sure you want me to move on? Because, eh, you know, I mean, I, you know, it's mm-hmm. something that I feel called to do and enjoy. So, yeah, enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And I think oh. that's, you know, again, it's like, uh, I'm looking for validation, even though I'm, I think I'm getting closer to where it's like, either I have it or I'm willing to go with what I have. Right. And I would say, um, you know, we talked about me listening to that podcast. Okay. Well, that was November. And yes, we did have the holidays and, you know, all that stuff, but it took me a while to call you, even though that morning I wanted to call. I mean, if I could have, I would have been like Bill and Dustin, we're going to go meet for a drink. Right. Um, yeah. I need to talk to you today. I mean, that's how I felt that morning when I truly got out of bed, but it took me till January to call you. Um, so for me, it was like, take the next step, Amy. Call yep. Bill. Right. Yep. Yep. And you did. <laughs> and, and I did. Yeah. Well, you text, we you texted me and then we talked. <laughs> yeah. So and then we talked. Yes. Yep. Well, thanks <laughs> for awesome, sharing that. So. I, yeah. I mean, um, I think you do. I mean, if you want validation for me, I think you do awesome. I think there'd be something great that we could offer through project 52 to start capturing some of these stories, you know, of some of the people, I mean, Mm -hmm. we've, we've traveled all over. We've met, you know, people from all walks of life, um, all different kinds of situations. Um, you know, just some really gut wrenching, you know, stories and, um, you don't want to trade places with them for anything. And, you know, I just think about like my kids, you know, like they're 18 and 20. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, they're traveling out. I mean, what if one of them get in a car? I mean, how, right. how, how am I going to be, able, how, uh, how would I handle it? You know, it's kind of a, yep. you know, it's and I think, thoughts, yeah, it's pop in your head. Yeah. Well, hopefully more, you know, we can talk, keep talking, not on this necessarily, but um, after this and uh, talk with Dustin, it sounds like he's 
he's back. Dustin's back, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, see what we can do. I, mm-hmm. I think there's there's a lot of power in the um, the charity, right? And yeah. I, um, you know, I could go try to do something myself, but I I feel like it should be Project Fifty Two again, yeah. like. The number 52 has been shining in my life all for a year now. I turned 50. I mean, there's, I could tell you probably five different ways of 52. And so it's like, to me, if we can go back to project 52 Mm -hmm. and do it through that, that would be awesome. So, well, I'm always a big advocate. Why, why reinvent the wheel? Right. Yeah. I mean, if you heard listening, I I re-listened to your podcast with Dustin and I'm, (laughs) I, I was laughing because you're, you know, your whole talk about ideas. Okay, that's me. But I'm going to say, let's make some cookies. Let's do it. Because <laughs> I need more idea people in my life. That's, that's when, when I tell that to Dustin, he always starts uh, laughing. Yeah, yeah I got right. a good chuckle out of that too. Because I'm like, oh, I have ideas. But no, let's make cookies. Let's, let's yeah. get something done. I, even if you burn them, it's fine. <laughs> people, people still eat burned uh, cookies. I know yeah. they do. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, I want to change gears a little bit. Thanks for yeah. sharing with that. Um, that was a great conversation. Yeah, thank you. That. So uh, one of the questions I always ask everybody, so I'm going to change it up a little bit for you, but uh, three people you'd like to have a captain and Coke zero <laughs> with. Um, and, and my rule is they have to be alive. Right. Yep. And one, they can't be, it can't be Jesus. So it has to be somebody that's uh, like in my last podcast here on earth uh, is alive. So, um, I, I'm glad you asked me this ahead of time because um, I've really been thinking hard about this. Um, <laughs> uh, so the three people I picked is um, I picked Ellen. Um, Ellen. So there's a lot of things about Ellen, but I, it's funny. I read in people magazine and, or she talks about like parties that she has that like they have music and all this fun. I'm like, it sounds so awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'd like to go to one of her parties or hear about it from her. Right. Um, Her biggest thing though, is like, I want to talk to her about all the giving. Right. I mean, um, the, yeah, she's done the things that she does. Right. And Oprah, I mean, I had Oprah written down too, but I I think now more Ellen, I mean, through COVID um, uh, I would, I record Ellen and I would go back and watch it and her laugh. I mean, her laugh makes me laugh. And I love that about people. Like if they have a distinct laugh that makes you laugh, it's like, that's awesome. So Ellen's my first one. Um, I kept thinking I should pick somebody in music because I love music, love live music, been missing that horribly. Mm -hmm. So I pick Kenny Chesney with some conditions. We have to have the drink on a boat in the Caribbean. (laughs) I'll even drink his rum, you know, I'll try it. Even though. <laughs> oh, anyway, I had fun with that one. I'm like, yeah, Kenny Chesney, that'd be good. Cause I always say my dream is to see him in concert in the, like somewhere where it's tropical, you know, we've seen yeah. him five or six times, but Des Moines in Kansas city. Right. It's like, no, I want to go Florida key, you know, key West or in the, maybe Caribbean he's like somewhere. on a pontoon barge. You just, yeah. you know, and you're yeah. on a boat, just and I'm floating and yeah. Yeah. Drinking rum. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> I'm there. Yeah. And then the third one, even though it's two people, I count them as one is Chip and Joanna Gaines. Like I would love to sit down with them um, because of again, what they've done with the community of Waco. And they're just, they're all about community, which, 
I love so much. Um, so they would be probably number one on my list. I would love that. It would be a dream. Well, I know who Chip and Joanna are, but I've never, I've not watched a minute of yeah. anything. That, so I know what they do. I have the idea. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, I love all that. I think it's more, you know, that they've re they're restoring this whole, you know, area of Waco that was dilapidated. Is that the right word? Dilapidated. Yeah. Anyway, whatever it is. Um, and making it amazing, you know, and it's just, they've done really great things for the city and it's awesome. Yeah. No, so. that's, good. that's great. Yeah. So I know you've listened to my podcast. So uh, the three people that I would like to have a beer with, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just thinking, as I was thinking about this today, he's like, I'm going to change it up here and there, you know, because you know, yeah. I, I, I can do that. So <laughs> um, uh, my first one uh, that I mentioned a lot was The Rock, and I had changed that to um, um, uh, 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 Francis Chan, which I don't know if you know Francis Chan. Yeah, I was going to, no, I was going to actually ask you that. Yeah, so Francis Chan's a pastor, um, okay. started a church um out in california grew to be five thousand people um he walked away from that church started the home church in the san francisco area uh had a whole bunch of home churches um and said god was calling him so now he's actually a missionary and i believe he's based in hong kong so his whole family moved over there like during the whole covid thing and so okay. he's a missionary um he's just a really passionate guy he he he, he writes um a lot of truth, a lot of, I mean, his stuff is just, the, he's a very passionate guy. I mean, he's yeah. just, I, so I, he I, has I, books, he's written books. Yeah. Or, like, okay. Um, one of the books here on my, on my, he's written several, um, uh, one that a lot of people know is called crazy love. Okay. Um, is, is one of his biggest books, but, uh, his last one is letters to the church. And it's basically calling out the church for being like this corporate entity instead of being the church that God called it to be. Okay. So, it's awesome it's it's, it's a it's a really good read i'll have to look him up well because i have heard you say it before and and I, I was talking to my sister about it and i was like i'm gonna have to ask bill who that is because i don't know who it is so yeah I'll have to so look i'm up. gonna i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with two now i'm gonna go with two musicians because um i i am missing live music terribly i usually yeah. do a half a dozen to ten concerts a year easily yep, me too um, my concert budget is very large. Um, I just, I mean, I love, I love listening to music on, I mean, we have music going almost all the time if I'm at my mm -hmm. desk or whatever, but you can really tell a musician, like when you see them live versus yeah. like when they're all polished and perfect on the radio, right? Or uh, right. when you listen to them on iTunes. Um, so, you know, I've heard and you're, you're from 1987, but uh, Bono from U2. Yep. Uh, I love you too. I do too. Uh, I love you too. No. <laughs> yeah. You, you too. Um, yeah. I spent 200 and I don't know, dollars per ticket to see him in Chicago last time they were there. Yeah. Uh, but it was, they it was, put on a great show. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it is, it is well worth the money and the $17 beers that they were serving right. at, at Silverfield. <laughs> um, and I'm also going to go with another musician. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Matthew McConaughey. Oh, you are. Shoot. Yeah. I was going to talk to you about that one. That was so about awesome Matthew, Mc, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Well, yeah. you can talk to him. I mean, if you haven't read green, Oh, I, I read it. That's why I'm no, when you've said that before, I'm like, I see why you're picking him. I'm I mean, I, I mean, read that book in like two days, three days. Yeah. I think he is a great storyteller. Yeah. You know, and just like his, it's like, who knew he was a 
foreign exchange student. You know, I mean, it's like some of the things that, yeah, the Amazon you talked about in your last your last right. podcast about and, him. And he, he bought an Airstream trailer and like yeah. adopted a dog and just yep. drove around. Could you imagine mm-hmm. like being in the middle of nowhere and no. Matthew McConaughey pulls up and be like, <laughs> you look at him and go, are you Matthew McConaughey? And you'd be like, yeah, I need a place to put my trailer and I need a place, you know, to take a shower. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah. it'd be really awesome. interesting. But um, Vince Skill. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Vince Skill is uh, a, a guy that I've seen in concert several times. Um, my wife and I, we call it our first date. Okay. Know, so we went and saw Vince Skill. Oh, nice. So, so that'd be a good, yeah, yeah. good and connection. We, yeah, and we were down in, um, and like when we were dating, country music was a big thing. He was a big thing. But a few years ago, we went down to Nashville, and he plays on Monday nights at this little itty-bitty honky-tonk. It holds like 200 people. And so he plays with the time jumpers, and we got to sit. I mean, I was, if he if he would have sneezed, I would have been spit. It like got had like. <laughs> You know, I would have got COVID from. You would have got COVID, exactly. right? I was that close for. I was that close to him, and so after I got him playing, I'm just like, um, you know, Mr. Gill. It was actually Les, Leslie's birth, my wife's birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, I was like, hey, one of our first dates, so our first official date was when you played at the state fair in Iowa, and he's, you know, he's, yeah, you know, he's talking to us, and I said, it's my wife's birthday. Can we get a picture with you? And he spent some time. I mean, he didn't have to do that. I mean, he's, right? Yeah, he's a huge guy. Right. That's awesome. Huge, huge star and took a picture with us and told my wife happy birthday. And so just a lot of his songs, you know, mm-hmm. re- relate over my life. And so that's that that'd be my third. So that's awesome. And then um I've pretty much said if the state fair happens, I think I'm gonna go to every single night. Well, I was gonna say, can you imagine all of the people like you and I that love live music? Like when that first concert comes, it's like I don't care what it costs or who it is, I'm just going, right? It's like right. I love live music. <laughs> well, I, I, I've seen several of the acts that they've that they said are coming, and I was like, I'll, I'll go see them. Yep, I'll go see them. I'll go mm-hmm. see them. I'll go see them. Yep. yep. So uh, cool. we are all living for the day when we can go back and. Yeah, Dave Grohl had a uh, quote, like a like a post, like when COVID started. That he looks forward to the day when there's like sweaty people singing along to his music in the, in the crowd, you know, yeah. there's nothing beats a concert. So yeah. I did enjoy, I will say like, did you watch people like when they would do, you know, sing from home or whatever oh, during yeah. COVID? Oh, yeah. I was, I mean, I, I thought that was all, I mean, it's not the same, but no. it was still awesome. You know, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. a huge Coldplay fan, um, which, so I had Chris Martin first and I switched it to Kenny Chesney, but I'm like a teenage girl with Coldplay, but um <laughs> Uh, so I loved it when they, you know, he would sing or the band would get together later in COVID and they, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. So our, our last question before I let you go, um, and you start thinking about the, the what you're going to call your podcast and everything. So <laughs> I've been start. thinking already. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so our last question we always ask people is, um, and it, it's not meant to be a hard question, but for some people it takes some take some thinking and I always send it ahead of time. So that I'm not just throwing it at you at, you know, so you're getting like, I want you to think about it a little bit. So what gives you joy in this journey of life? Yeah. So, I mean, the obvious things are like being around family and friends, right. Um, that's been a killer uh, in COVID to not just be able to 
you know, do family birthdays and Mm -hmm. just, yeah, just loving on the people that are your family and friends. Um, I made a list. Music and concerts was number two. (laughs) So (laughs) as we just talked about, I'm like, I am, I love it. You know, I love, it brings me a lot of joy. Um, Iowa state sports, you know, Mm. we're huge cyclones. We, um, we've traveled the country to watch, uh, football and basketball, you know, basketball, not so much right now, but they'll be back someday. Um, water, like we have a lake house and I love water. So it's, you know, I think of it like a room with a view. So Mm -hmm. whether it's the lake, whether it's the ocean, love the ocean, um, Dan's parents have a, I don't know, three acre pond. I love to just look at that, right? It's a Mm -hmm. farm pond. I don't, I just love water and the serenity of water. Um, So that brings me joy to have that. Um, There's something about uh, watching kids sing or perform. So I don't even mean my own kids. I mean, anybody's kids Mm -hmm. for me. So um, I grew up um, in church and I taught music when I was in high school to the little kids. And then when our kids were young, I did it for 12 years. Um, and you know, there's nothing like those little kids getting up there and singing Christmas songs at Christmas, mm-hmm. right. Or whatever, yeah. or, um, you know, whether it's at school or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, the other thing I kind of mentioned is watching others succeed. So, um, I, I, I'm, empathy is my number one strength, which sometimes is good and sometimes, right? I feel so um, extreme when I see somebody doing something good and it's a complete stranger, it doesn't matter. Like it moves me, right? Mm-hmm. It's also the same when it's a bad situation, right? Where it's yeah. like, now I'm feeling, I'm feeling it the other direction too. But we're talking about joy. So I love, I mean, I just, you know, I thrive on that. Um, and then I would just say a big thing is connecting. So I didn't talk about that when I said a little bit about me, but I thrive and bring, get so much joy out of connecting people. Mm -hmm. So people to people, people to things is what I always say. So, you know, if you say, oh, I'm looking to go on this vacation. I don't know. I had a a friend's son reach out to me. Hey, I'm going to, um, he's a traveling PT. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to be in Okaboji. Do you know anybody up there? It's like, start putting out the calls, right. Um, <laughs> to try to get them connected yeah. or helping the young kids find jobs or, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, but when I make that connection, there's nothing like it. Right. It's mm-hmm. like so much joy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's some of, some of the things. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for, thank you first for listening to the podcast. Of course. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And second, thanks for texting me and, and uh, calling me. And I look forward to, um, you know, any, any help I can give. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not hard. It's not hard to do this, um, to get on the platforms and do it. Um, well, I feel like we should just quickly share that you told me when I asked you, will you teach me how to do a podcast if I want to do one? And you said, well, the best way to learn is to be on it. Yep. And it was like, Oh, shoot. That's not what I was asking for. right? (laughs) But it's been awesome, Bill. So thank you for the opportunity to do it and just share my story and kind of my journey. And, you know, we'll see where life takes me. Well, I I guarantee you'll have one subscriber because I will subscribe to yours. So you'll have at least least one. So (laughs) I appreciate that. So a big thank you to Amy Kilkenny uh, for joining us on On Tap. Uh, It's been a pleasure to have my first female 
Thank uh, you. On and, uh, <laughs> and the connections and everything. So thank you yeah. very much, Amy. Thank you, Bill. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to On Tap with Bill Clark. I'd like to thank once again, Amy Kilkenny, uh, the connections and the, uh, the phone call and her listening to the podcast was uh, very inspiring to me to know that uh, other people's stories relate to her stories. And that's what this is all about, is just recording some of those conversations. We pray that our conversation today blesses you in this journey of life. Cheers. Cheers.